Welcome back to another edition of On the Record, the daily Iowans weekly news podcast where we break down the paper's top headlines from the week. I'm your host, Eleanor Hildebrandt, and I'm here with our co-producers, Meg Doster and Colin Yee. On this week's episode, we have two special guests. We will be chatting with Daily Iowa news reporters Samantha Bielema and Kate Perez about their stories from this week. Whether you're in the car, at home, or in the classroom, we'd like to welcome you to this Friday, January 28th edition of On the Record. In case you missed anything from last week, the Daily Iowans' top headlines can be found on our website. This week, the DI reported on the University of Iowa's faculty and staff in healthcare departments are now going to be required to be vaccinated after President Joe Biden's executive order requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid recipients was upheld in court. Hospice volunteers are needed now more than ever during the pandemic. While some may not be able to continue volunteering because of health concerns, many are finding unique ways to support patients at the end of their lives. And the Johnson County Democrats are the latest county party to announce that their 2022 caucus will now be held online. You can read all these stories and more in the Daily Iowans print editions on Mondays and Wednesdays or online anytime at dailyiowan.com. News reporter Samantha Bielema wrote a story this week about the increased bald eagle population in Iowa this winter. Welcome, Samantha. We're excited to have you on this edition of the podcast for the very first time. How's everything going? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good. Hanging in there on the second week of school. And so can you start by telling us a little bit about how many eagles Iowa has year-round and their habitats and what that looks like in a typical time of year? Normally throughout the year, there's a population of eagles that stay in Iowa year-round. So those are about like 42 nesting sites, it comes out to be. So those eagles like I said, stay year-round. And then throughout the winter, um, wintering eagles come in. So obviously the population increases. But normally for the native Iowan eagles, they stay pretty much close to the river where there's a big food source. They eat a lot of fish. Um, Iowa is also... Um, big on like farms I think we all we all know that but in regards to like deceased animals and things like that they can find other food sources outside of just you know the river and that kind of thing on the riverbank they can kind of venture out during the summer and like warmer months yeah for sure and why do eagles migrate during the winter months to Iowa specifically where are they coming from and why do they want to be here A lot of bald eagles stay in colder climates. Generally, like you won't see a bald eagle really anywhere down south or in a warmer climate. So throughout the summer months, there are a lot of eagles that, you know, are home to places in Canada and like Minnesota, Wisconsin, things like that. Um, And they also have harsher winters up north. So they move a little bit further south to find some open water and some warmer temperatures to kind of ensure their survival and make it easier on them. Yeah, I think we all want to go to warmer weather this time of year when it's so cold. And so how do bird enthusiasts within the Johnson County area feel about the increase in the bald eagle population? Do they have any concerns or is this kind of typical for them to see? Um, I think it's been more of a regular occurrence probably in the last decade or two. I think it's becoming just more more populated as the years go on. But they don't really have any concerns just because of the fact that, you know, I was on the Mississippi River and we also have the Iowa River that runs through Iowa City. 
So there is like a lot of resources for eagles and this location is perfect for a large, larger population of eagles. So there's not really too many concerns and they say they actually like it better because they get to birdwatch a little bit more. Speaking of bird watching, for our listeners, where should they look out for these birds or the increased population of bald eagles around the state? Yeah, so there's a big population on the Iowa River, so that's really nice because it's like kind of right through the middle of campus. And if you walk to campus a lot, you'll be able to see them. Um, I know that like the old dam over in Coralville, they have a large population there as well because of the open water. And yeah, I know there's also some in like the Quad City area if you're headed over that way. Yeah, just make sure to leave them alone because that's one thing that will not make a bald eagle happy is you trying to run in on them. For sure. Very good tips for our listeners and bird enthusiasts across the state but thank you so much for being on the podcast today samantha and sharing your story with us yes thank you guys next we have news reporter kate perez who wrote a story this week about the university of iowa's campaign to organize graduate students union working on pivoting online during covid19 welcome kate we're excited to have you back on the podcast as a guest today how has your week been my week's been good how's yours been eleanor so far so good hanging in there all right and so what changes was cogs asking the ui to make or what are their current hopes that the university of iowa will change when it comes to their protocols Basically, COGS wants the university to allow professors and teaching assistants to be able to move their classes online as they see fit with the current COVID surge and everything and basically not get reprimanded or in trouble in any sense. Yeah. And is there a specific timeline for this e-pivot or any guidelines that COGS is sending out to their members or to other members of the University of Iowa community? As of right now, there's no timeline. It's basically just for as long as each individual sees fit. They explained it in a way that was essentially if a teaching assistant starts to feel like they might get in trouble, then they can call it off and move back in person. But for as long as each individual wants to. And how long has COGS been trying to work with the University of Iowa regarding COVID-19 protocols and changing them in some way, shape, or form? They've really been working with them since the fall of 2021, that our first fall semester. And more specifically on the e-pivot, they posted on social media encouraging people to e-pivot on January 12th. And then on the 14th of January, they actually created a pledge and pledged that they were going online and staying online for as long as they see fit. Yeah, and so what is the current protocol approved by the university when it comes to moving classes online for professors and teaching assistants across the university? Currently, professors and TAs need to submit a form through the university that says, basically, I'm sick, this is why I want to move my classes online, or they have to have 50% of students absent from their roster before they can move online. There's a list of justifications that they need to make and qualify for, but to get official permission, they need to submit it through that form. Yeah, definitely a story that we will continue following and see what happens with the e-pivot among different changes with the university's protocols potentially, or if they remain the same. But thank you so much for being on the podcast again today, Kate, and sharing your story with us. We hope to have you back sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Follow The Daily Iowan on social media and check our website for breaking news updates and the latest campus and Iowa City related news.